You are listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Maycheck. Welcome to season two of Spilling the Tea. We are your hosts, Christy Macero and Sheila Majek. Hello. Today's topic is all about navigating the world of pre-sales and how you're basically at the whim of the developers and the shocking things that could, but probably won't happen to you. Just like all of our stories. Yes. Today we're going to be discussing in detail with well, well-known guest agent Dave Bawa some key points you'll need to know when buying a pre-sale, including one of his very own wild stories. Also sitting with us is Jeremy Pugh from White Cloud Productions. Hello. So we've talked about Jeremy before. He has been behind the camera mm-hmm. all of last season. And sometimes if you listen closely, you can hear the giggle and the murmur and the stifling of comments. So we decided why why have him behind the camera? We can just put him right out front yeah. and you can give us those <laughs> live time laughs. We want you to see what we see. Yeah. It's a great time. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me. Like <laughs> Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, we live in a place that has constant demand for housing. And since there's always a shortage, it tends to put the tension on supply and demand. Pre-sale units have become increasingly popular, especially for people who are looking to invest where they can plunk their money in, wait for a little while. Um, first time home buyers, cause it's new and it's exciting. Flashy. Or downsizers, <laughs> so yeah. that they know that they've got a little bit of time before they sell, that kind of thing. So pre-sales really do work for people. However, there's some things you should probably know. Buyer Before, beware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big time Absolutely. buyer beware. So it sounds easy enough. You go into a sales center. Mm-hmm. And what happens, Sheila? I point on the model to which one I want. Go, that one. <laughs> Please give me a discount. <laughs> Yeah, so there are big, beautiful models yeah. in there. They have all the information you need. There are floor plans, color schemes. Um, I like the little yeah. models as well because we've got little people and little animals. It's nice. Sometimes. It's flashy. There's people walking around. They're ready to help you if you have any questions. And it's kind of, it's it's a showroom and it's showy. And, and you get to dream about what it's going to look like and, and look at the layouts and kind of imagine what it's going to be and where your life fits into it. Sometimes they even have um, actual models of the homes where yeah. you can walk in and you can have a look at what the place looks like mm-hmm. um, and of course there's there's a little asterisk next to that we'll get into that in a minute Small. Um, so basically it's a good atmosphere it's friendly staff and they have everything you need right down to the contract right down to the contract they're ready for you to sign right there their goal yeah. those people in those sales centers are there to get you to sign a contract today it has everything you possibly need <clears throat> do you need a realtor well notice how we said staff <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. staff so before we get into that, we're going to get into Sheila. It's always, always, we go to her first and ask her some questions. Okay. Sheila, have you ever bought a pre-sale? Yes. Yeah. I bought a townhome pre-sale. Was it for investment or was it for personal use? It was to live in. I was downsizing. And was it sales center staff, like a big flashy showroom or did they have like model, like did they have homes ready or was they it had, just a model or? They had like part of the phase ready so they had some units you could actually walk into and see the floor plans but they had the amenity center built first so that's where they made their showroom out of so you could see kind of like a printed out layout of how everything was going to look and what floor plans were where um but it wasn't sales center staff that one was run by by actual licensed realtors so what's the difference between sales center staff and realtors so it depends on how the developer ha- is selling it. They can either hire a real estate team 
And then those people are licensed to give advice and, and sign people up, but they're still working for the developer. And other times there's sales center staff and they don't actually need a realtor license to sell you those homes. They are there to facilitate the paperwork. Okay. Yeah, so it has to be realtors that end up signing with you when they sit mm -hmm. down. They have, they have like one <clears throat> licensed representative, but everybody yeah. else in gotcha. there is like unlicensed. They're basically information providers. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. And they obviously they would never give you advice anyway because they don't work for you. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they're there. They don't give market advice because they're just only knowledgeable about yeah. That's that right. product. Yeah. Gotcha. So they're salespeople. I mean, yeah, something to be said about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Abbotsford, I actually heard somebody once be like, I cannot tell you if this is a good purchase or not. I cannot tell you if this is what you should be doing. And they're oh, trying wow. to make it very, very clear because the person mm. who was in the sales center was asking those kinds of questions. Yeah. She was like, consult your realtor, consult your realtor. Right. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. PCFSA mystery shopper? Uh, <laughs> it could have been a mystery we shopper. We out there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so Sheila, were there any complications during your purchase at all? I was really trying hard to find something to line up the dates because we were selling our house and we landed on the pre-sale townhouse. And so we were, we were trying to make sure that I could give the keys from my house and move into the townhouse the next day. And, and sometimes the developer timelines aren't super clad right. in stone. Yeah. They're just like, oh, around this time. So you just kind of bank that it's going to work. And, it, and you had a pricing discrepancy, right? Yes. Yeah. So it, the market was picking up and we went into the showroom and uh, we didn't decide right away because <laughs> I'm very indecisive on what I want sometimes when I'm buying. Shocker. Even though I'm an agent. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's because <laughs> it's you. It's because it's it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I couldn't decide right away and looked at some other place and then I came back. I think it was like a week or maybe two weeks later and the prices had increased like $20,000. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Luckily, <laughs> you know them. And because I had the pricing sheet and they're like, you've already come in here before. We understand you needed some time to decide. We're going to honor that price for you. We name dropped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was people that worked at Home Life Titus, our yeah. prior brokerage. So they gotcha. knew who we were. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it pays to know people. It's very nice of them because they could easily just say pound sand. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Is there any limit to the amount that they're allowed to increase? No. You can no. just do whatever they want. They can basically yeah. do whatever they want. It's the Wild West. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a common theme today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the developers, you can basically do whatever. So I'll, right. I'll explain mm -hmm. to you uh, my, pre my, my best pre-sale story. Uh, so Waterstone is a very popular complex near here and there was different phases. So this last phase was being built and it was at a time where condos, like people were lining up outside. Okay. <laughs> and, um, my client who I was covering for was sitting outside at six o'clock in the morning and I had missed calls at seven, seven thirty, and I've got text messages that are like, they're letting agents in ahead of the public. They told us to wait. It's first come first serve. We've phoned the police. And I'm like, please don't call the police. It is not a police matter. And they're like, oh yeah, that's what they said. They're not sending anyone. And I was like, don't call anyone. I'll be there. So I like, like brushed my hair, put on like a little bit of lipstick. I was out the door. I was out the door. And there was this lineup of people like a mile long. And I guess anyone who had registered because sometimes agents are allowed to pre-register and bring in their clients, right? Because the developers know that they're usually pre-schemed pre-screened and whatnot mm -hmm. and my my client the one I was covering for was out there well he had talked to a bunch of other people online and he was like this is ridiculous they can't treat us this way and it was like a thing oh, no. so I got there this will be the longest episode on record <laughs> I have so much to say right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
right? Because it happens. So I, I ended up going in and I was like, how can I calm this down? I went into the sales center. I brought him food. I got him cold beverages that they had in the fridge. I got a contract to go over with him in line. Well, of course, I'm doing all of this for this guy and other people are noticing. And so they start talking to my client. And my client goes, oh, Christy, could you help out these people too? And, and this guy over here, he also needs help. And what about this guy over there? And I ended up collectively writing four contracts that day for people Damn, in line. No yes. way. And then here's the shocking part about it. Because the sales staff are not allowed to help if they're not licensed. When there was an agent who came in at the very last second because his client really, really wanted a spot, he came in and, and he goes, oh, I got called here last minute. Can you help me with this contract? And they said, no. We cannot help you. And of course he was choked because like he just wanted to get in there and get out. Mm -hmm. And he was starting to get angry at the sales staff. And of course- This is a buyer? This was a uh, buyer's realtor. So it was a real estate agent asking for help and they were saying, no, I can't help you. And of course he's choked. Why would he need help? I guess it wasn't, he hadn't laid eyes on the developer's contract before. So I guess he- Oh, so he was like, okay, he wasn't experienced in the matter. I don't think he was experienced. (laughs) So I grabbed Buddy, pulled him aside and said, hey, I'll help you fill this out. Okay. So I sat down with him. For a slice. (laughs) I didn't ask for anything. Did you charge him a big like Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos? You're like, it's going to cost you nine points. He's going to owe me a favor. I don't, I can't even remember who that agent was. But months later, I got a phone call. And it was a call I didn't recognize. And she goes, hey, Christy. I've got this super amazing house in Milner Heights, really nice neighborhood. I'd like you to sell it. And I said, great. Where did you get my information from? That's a common thing that we ask our clients. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, I was in the sales center when you helped that agent and you were so kind to that man when we couldn't help him and you completely diffused the situation. He goes, she goes, I would want you to work for me. So I ended up getting like five transactions that day. Wow. It was insane. So you never know. You never know what's going to happen when you wake up and your client is saying, I'm phoning 911 to like six (laughs) deals. Jerry, and I was just remind me what a to turnaround. roll a barbecue outside of a sales center. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to give people yeah. hot dogs just on, the, on hot launch dogs. days. I just like, hey, you need any other help yeah. other than the hot dogs? Yeah. I totally got your back. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's got shawarma, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you would never cook hot dogs as a thing. He'd be rolling out steaks and everyone, yeah. would, I would hire you because they're <laughs> so delicious. Yeah, yeah. Dave Bawa is an amazing cook. Um, so for those of you who don't know him, he is an amazing chef. So, uh, So that's my crazy, like, pre-sale story jeremy have you ever bought a pre-sale before i have not okay would you be comfortable going to a pre-sale development writing a contract without having an agent representative present uh knowing what i know now i would never go without an agent (laughs) what about 10 minutes ago um no but i would say you know if like sherry and i were in our 20s and we walked into something without any knowledge yeah if i think if you don't know what you're up against like that's how those salespeople get their bonuses or whatever yeah sign Sign here if they can cut out an agent they will literally offer you extra things and say like oh since there's no agent or there's no extra commission paid blah 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 inclusions yes yeah yeah so that's how they get you yeah and they want to work to cut agents out because we work on behalf of that client to protect them well and then the developer doesn't have to pay a buyer's commission totally yeah he's already paying the sales center staff So would you have any like major fears buying a pre-sale? Like say you're going to buy one now. Say you use an agent. Um, Would you have any fears? Uh, Yeah. So I have, yeah, I've heard some horror stories. So, you know, people buying a pre-sale 
um, and walking into a place and it's not what they expected or not what they kind of picked out. Um, I have heard a couple opposite though, where people walk in and they love it. So um, I think be if I had any fear, I would be sure to be like trying to address it right. while everything was being built. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. tricky, right? That's interesting because generally there's a clause saying once your offer is firm, you can't come back on the property. Of course. Yeah. Well, there's clauses that protect the developers 10 yeah. days a Sunday. And that'll be very important when we start talking to Dave Bob in a minute. Oh, my fears are increasing. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeremy, I've got a scenario for you. All right. Okay. Imagine you're buying a townhome. You and your wife had just come from a condo and you were looking for a significant space increase. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so you find out, you know, everything you wanted to uh, about this place. You saw the floor plans, the color schemes. You got to pick, you know, the paint. Yeah. And then sure enough, you walk in on key day and you find out that the double sinks that you needed was now a single sink in the master bathroom. Ooh. What would you do? Well, I wouldn't care that much, but my wife would. <laughs> so, um... You know, I think that's one of those things where if it was on the plans, then I would be like, this isn't what we bought. Right. But um, yeah, like I don't, I wouldn't be happy if something was on the plans and then I walked in and then it wasn't as it was on the drawings. So no, I'd be choked. Yeah. So this may have happened to someone I know. No, this, this definitely happened to one of my clients. So we had floor plans that showed mm -hmm. a double sink. Yeah. When he got his keys, he walked upstairs, walked into his ensuite, and there was a single sink. We went back to the agent, mm -hmm. who then took it to the developer, and they said, oh, no, sorry, we changed it. Apparently, we were the yeah. first people to bring it up that day, too. Yeah, I don't know why we were the first person to bring it up. But yeah, we a lot of people don't remember. Oh, man. I guess not. This was very important to the client. This was like a, like a factor. The development. <laughs> <laughs> What okay? So before we go go into that, what would suitable compensation look like to you if that happened? Like, would you want, like, what? How much is a double sink worth, right? It's you know to what, Sherry. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah Sherry. to your wife. Like, um, I think if it was that important, I would try to like I would be fine working out something where I'm like, just give me whatever like the material and labor is worth. Just give it to me and I can handle it. Like we can redo it. Um, I would try to chase something like that, but I imagine that would not be the easiest thing to do, actually. So it's the piping. Yeah. It's like the downspouts of the piping. Right. It wouldn't have been able to handle two sinks. So, yeah. It's a way bigger issue. Yeah. It was not like you could just fix it. It was like a plumbing That's issue. Rough. Like the bones issue, not the surface. Uh... All right, just sling me some cash then. I'm fine. Right? So, yeah. So, this is what happens because there are clauses and stuff in contracts that says that the developer can change things to a reasonable amount. Little asterisks. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's little tiny bits in there. Yeah. And even if you go into a show home, like say there's undermount lighting in the kitchen. Yes. A lot of times it's not included. Mm -hmm. right? right? So, people move in and they go, well, there was a light there in the showroom. And they go, oh, no, that one, that one was just for the showroom. Okay. Right. So, that being said... Um, I'm just going to remind everyone before we get into Dave Bawa here that our stories are wild for a reason. It doesn't happen all the time. It is it is the truth in these scenarios. We never have true like situations that come up that aren't real. All yeah. of our topics are real, but they're very 
uncommon. This isn't exaggerated. It's just messed. Yes, it's not. An, <laughs> yeah, it's not exaggerated. It's just very, very rare. Asterix, yeah. my story is Asterix. not exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is actually the truth of what we're about to tell you. Yes, yeah. and this is the same complex as the sink. Okay, so okay. this is where this gets tied in. <clears throat> okay. Dave, you've got a crazy story. I do. We're going to walk through it one piece at a time. Have you ever, first, have you ever bought a pre-sale with a client? Uh, with a client? Yeah. Yes, I have, but after I had bought my own. Okay. Not before. Okay, interesting. Okay. Um, and have you bought a pre-sale yourself? Yes. Okay. What went wrong? <laughs> um, well, when the way that I came about buying my pre-sale was that I was in my office at the time. I was with a company called Sutton West Coast, which is just around the corner from Royal LePage, which is also around the corner from my office, Remax Treeland. And I was kind of working this little real estate strip we have here in Langley. And I had the office closest to the admin's front desk. And I hear a realtor walk in and go, hey, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so place. And uh, we are launching these townhomes in Langley for $450,000 starting. Now, I was an experienced realtor by then. It was 2017. I had been licensed in 2013. Majority of my business was townhomes and condos. So I heard that price and I go, damn, that's a good deal. Yeah. And I pop out and I go, hey, man, I'll take one right now. I just walked up to him and I said that. That was the first. I was like, I don't even need to see the site. <laughs> Nothing. I'll buy one right now. Where oh, do I sign? No. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. That's not how it works. You got to sign up. You got to do it. So I just harassed him. And I was like, listen, man, I want one guaranteed. And he's like, I promise you I'll put you on my list. And he does a presentation at Sammy J. Peppers. I'll never forget this. Christy was there. Yeah, I was there. And we were there. We, we went to the presentation center, and they didn't have, like, a typical presentation center. And I was okay with that because I understand we were getting something at great value. So I didn't expect them to go out of their way because I understand development. I have friends who are developers and clients who are developers. And I understand that costs a lot of money for them to do. So I was willing to buy the promise. Being in the business, I was willing to buy the promise. Me and my wife were just like gearing up to start the whole Indian wedding thing. So I was like, this would be good for us to put this, this thing in place first before anything else. Um, and sales day comes up and he goes, listen, man, like I'm putting you top of the list cause you've been like literally power dialing me for three weeks. Uh, and it sounded all great on paper, like yeah. air paper, like air conditioning is included. Uh, they got radiant heating in the washrooms, um, rooftop patios in some of them. Some of them have backyards and like tankless hot water tanks, EV high chargers, for EV chargers yeah. in 2017. Having an EV charger was like unheard of, like mm -hmm. great developments didn't have EV chargers. We yeah. had them, right? And I'm like, man, this is freaking sick. And then and then my dad sold appliances growing up. He worked at the Bricks. So he was a furniture and appliances. And they're showing me the appliance package, and I'm into cooking. It's a Fisher Paykel and a Bosch appliance package. Mm -hmm. I had literally sold a $1.3 million house that week that had Samsung appliances. <laughs> so I was like, and it was gas cooking, and right? gas cooking. Yeah. Like, this is like oh, the bee's knees. Yeah. Like, this is what you want for a young couple to like have Starting their first out. home. Right. Like, yeah. This is like yeah. luxury living. But yes, it was in Langley City. That area was still up and coming at the time. It's not Willoughby Heights. It's not Walnut Grove. But I'm willing to take the take the hit on that, right? So sales day comes up. It's in the real estate office boardroom, first off. There is no structure to this. It's like me with like 12 other buyers sitting there. And it's pretty much like pick which, which unit you want. And they give you a site map. And 
uh, I called my realtor, who's my mom, and I was like, Mom, <laughs> what should I, what should I, what should I, I was like nervous, Ma! right? Yeah. And I was like, Mom, which one should I buy? And, That's so cute. And then I was like, oh, we go for the middle ones. And she's like, oh, well, if they got the bigger ones, just, just you guys go for the bigger one. We'll, we'll help you, right? Aww. Like, it's your, it's your first Aww. house. We'll help you That's guys. so nice. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm about the bigger ones, like, an extra, like, 175000 She's like, but what do you get? I'm like, well, it's larger. I'm like, and we also get two master bedrooms. I'm like, you get one on the top, top, top floor, no rooftop patio. It's a corner unit. So we'll get a master bedroom on the very top floor. Yeah. We'll have a master bedroom, like a standard townhouse, where you have three bedrooms, one is a master, mm. and then two is the, the kids' rooms, I guess you can call them, right? So like this is perfect because Manvir's parents live in Victoria. My parents live in Victoria. All of our siblings live in Victoria. Pretty much our whole family comes to visit. They come as a herd. And we do not have places to house them. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, this is you. freaking yeah. perfect. Yeah. This is a game now, of numbers. Yeah, yeah. now we have yeah. like our master bedroom. And then we have like the mom and dad's bedroom. And then yeah. we have the kids' rooms. Right. Yeah. Like siblings, right? right? Yeah. So Sounds younger great. than like, us. This is yeah, freaking perfect. So we sign up. And I think we had signed up like 600 and something thousand. All is well. Year goes by. Even though on sales day, he told me that it would be done by December of that year. Yeah. So me and Manvir get engaged have an engagement party, then get married, have our wedding, have our reception, and still have not gotten, now this is two years, it's almost been, right? Wow. And they're they're at framing, and they just stop at framing. They just stopped at framing, and me and mine would like grab a coffee, go drive by our, our home, right? Like, I totally we're like understand. We're so pumped. Yeah. So we're like, we're like, drive by our home, and every time we get there, and mine, dad used to build homes, so she's got construction knowledge. She's like, something's going on on that roof. They're not building that top floor. I'm like, well, babe, they're just like, they're just like probably going to box it in right at the end or something. Like, I, you know, I'm just like trying to, <laughs> put I'm a like, bow I, on I, it. I'm trying to like just give her yeah. peace of mind. She's yeah. Like, no, she's like, if they were going to frame it, they would have framed it all at once. Then the Tyvek paper goes in. Then they put it, take it to lock up. Then she's like schooling me on, on, she's like the math right? isn't mathing. Yeah, she's like, the math isn't mathing. And, she had like an optometrist appointment in like Sullivan Station in Surrey. And I was at the Starbucks working right beside the optometrist. In walks in the developer. And if you know me, you know that I am not afraid to go knock on any door to get the answers that I need. <laughs> so I walked right up to his table. And I'm like, hey, Mr. So-and-so. And I remembered his name. Like I remember, I took it a note of remembering his name. Yeah. And he's like, hey, how you doing? He was a British dude. And he's like, hey, how you, how you doing, mate? I was like, good. He's like, Sorry, I don't recognize you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought one of your, your units. He's like, oh, which project? I was like, oh, the one in Langley City. Oh, you're going to want to get in touch with the uh, with the other guy there, the sales guy. I was like, okay. So then I, go, <laughs> I pick up my wife from... Things from you don't want to hear. Yeah. So basically, he's like, no. I can't comment on it in his little, like, British accent. So like he sounded pleasantly, really polite. Very yeah, pleasantly. Very yeah. pleasant. I won't get in touch with a sales guy about that one. I was like, hmm, oh. sounds like this is not going my way, is it? Yeah. So I was asking, like, what's up with that fourth floor? And he pretty much confirmed that ain't happening. So then I'm like oh, no. rage mode. Because I'm like, it's one thing to lose a sink or a, like, a, hey, man, I'm sorry. The, the, the city didn't approve gas. It's got to be electric. Whatever. But this is a whole story of a house. Okay. And they go, yeah, we're not, you're not getting that. 
and I called the sales guy, uh, like the realtor who was representing them, and the realtor who was representing them is still a friend of mine. I love the guy to death. There's no issues. I have no ill will towards him. He's not the one who made these decisions. Yeah. However, he had to act for the best interest of his client, and I understand the business. Yeah. And he goes, well... <sighs> And the market had gone up substantially since 2017. Like, yeah. like these things were worth some. It was still a good investment. It was still a good investment. Right. Yeah. And that's right? why our clients bought in there because Same. it was yeah. such it, a good investment. It still price. made money. Yeah. And I go, well, dude, like, you're not like just going to get rid of a floor, like just casually not. Well, we were just working on the disclosures to let everybody know. And um, even myself, like being in the business, I guess I didn't read every single line of the disclosure statement. Um, but somebody did, because there was four houses that were affected by the exact same scenario. There was there was oh. two corner units on one strip and two corner units on the other strip. Somebody lawyered up. They read the 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 actual contract. The contract was written by the developer's lawyer, but worded in a way that actually went to bite the developer in the ass. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. Or yeah, or absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, they basically worded it that. If the developer changes the initial promise product by X percentage, it's usually three percent, that they will apply the uh, price per square foot to the new square footage. The thing with BC real estate is, unlike million dollar listing, we don't go into people's houses and go, "When your house is worth nine hundred and seventy five dollars a square foot." We yeah. don't do that. No. We always say, "Well, the comp sold for this, and the comp sold for that," and he didn't have you know, Fifth Avenue or one of these bigger marketing firms who do sell real estate like that. They yeah. sell it by the square foot yeah. because they're construction knowledgeable. He had an, uh, like, he had an everyday realtor who was kind of cutting his teeth while this developer was cutting his teeth mm. and probably a lawyer that was cutting his teeth and it worked out in our favor. And we ended up getting that unit, even though we didn't get what we wanted, for like the same price as the as the the smallest units they had, actually cheaper. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So like that was just good karma. But the the, the <laughs> shitty part of it all during that process was that they tried their best to get me to get out of that contract. They were like, you know, yeah. oh. just walk away scot free. We'll give you interest on the deposit. You can then you can just go to want like something a little bit nicer. Yeah. You know, this one's kind of falling apart. And like, if you really want this place, before they found out about the yeah. the uh, the lawyer situation, he said, "We'll give you twenty five thousand dollars off." I was like, "You got rid of a floor." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I was like, I would, I would want twenty five thousand dollars off if you got rid of the air conditioning." Like, I was like, "You got rid of the entire story of my home." So yeah. that's what oh, happened to me man. and my wife. Which is crazy because normally developers are like trying to make sure you you hold the contract and that you you know that you're stuck in there and even if all these things change, like you can't walk away. So for them to be like, "Please, please leave." Please just but they take wouldn't, the money. They yeah, wouldn't like seriously. flat out say it. They yeah. wouldn't flat out say it. It was being like innuendoed. Uh, like, like, and then the funniest part was like a day later, I was like, let me sleep on it. And in 2017, Christy's known me my whole career. She's known that I've been a hothead for most of it and I'm really working on it. She knows That's that why in, we're friends. In 2017, <laughs> I definitely wasn't a let's sleep on it type of guy. I was, I, I was a very like, I was a very like, no, no, we got to make it. If something somewhere... Uh, told me that just sleep on it. Hmm. Just sleep on it. Think about it, man. Don't make a decision out of like, don't make a decision out of anger because like you're going to be the one without a contract and the market's gone up. Yeah. They'll still make tons of money. Yeah. Like right. you just got to work 
work this through. And Manvir felt the same, and we slept on it. The next day, he calls me. And this is the funniest part of it all. He spun it to me like he was saving my day. Like, he's like, well, somebody lawyered up, and we... <laughs> And he's like, he's like, someone lured up. They found out that now we owe you that place at the old price per square foot, and now you're saving a ton of money. Isn't that great news? And I was literally like, fuck you. I was like so mad. Like, I was like so mad. Like yeah. I was like, don't, don't, like at least, at least eat this shit like you yeah. should eat it. Like be yeah. like, dude, yeah. 100%. you're a lucky bastard. Like, we just fucking, they, you just stole our yeah. shirt on this. Like at least yeah. give me that. But he, the way he spun it was like, he won with me? I was like, no, I win it. Let me oh have this win. So, Let me have my moment. Yeah, and then the closing was a was a absolute um Oh, yeah, because they gave you less than show. 10 days notice, right? Less than 10 days notice. Yeah. We were renting what? a place. Remember that? Um, I, I had both oh. places for a month. We had to close an escrow because there was something to, to do with land titles. Escrow is something they do in the states that they can do in Canada. That's not best practice here. But my um, my notary, shout out to Fleetwood Notary Rajveer, she is like better than some lawyers, and she's wow. like, "Don't worry about it. We're not gonna mess up the dates because it was also kind of risky. Like they're not wanting to close on this deal. That's the thing with developers too. Yeah. Developers are in are not a mo. Or sorry, they're they're yeah. vested into that transaction to the very 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 end. And they're gambling on profit to the very end because this is their bread and butter. Yeah. Whereas a regular home seller is just like, well, you know, I'm sure they're going to close because, you know, they've sold their place and now we're they're going to buy our place yeah. and we're going to buy the next place. Yeah. And those people have and bought And Bob found us this yeah. one. And, yeah. and everything's a chain. There's no chain. They're just like, we own this thing and we're selling it to you. And they're like, you know, we we're legally we're working within our rights. We've given you this much notice. But if you can't, if you can't complete on time, You've breached contract, and guess who's got a, a seven hundred thousand dollar unit sitting in their hand again? The oh. developer. Yeah, so right. and they usually want you to walk away from your contract. Sometimes they'll offer to give you back your deposit to walk away if the markets increase that much, which is a huge red flag. Right. And in contracts, a lot of times there is something called a three percent variance because. Um, in the event that the architecture is a little bit off, they want to make sure that a buyer who's buying doesn't measure it out and say, oh, it's a little bit smaller. In this right. case, it was like reversed because it was a lot smaller. And then they were they were trying to get Dave off the contract. And Dave had the last laugh because not only did he get a screaming deal on an already smaller yeah. priced product, but then he turned around and sold it for a bunch of money. Yeah, so, we, we ended unreal. up doing well on it. But at the same time, it... And I wouldn't want this for like for the public. Like I can handle that risk and that like I have that appetite yeah. for that risk because yeah. I'm in this business. But like if that was like one of my friends, yeah, or like one of my like like my clients are my friends. Like you know that I could treat them like family. Like some of them, I'm thinking of a few right now. Like they would, they'd be in a lot of stress. I couldn't right. imagine like, it would, calling it would affect a client. Their health, it would affect yeah. their mental health. And yeah. I wouldn't want that for them. Mm -hmm. And the other thing as well is that that home never suited our needs. From day one, it never suited our needs. So we didn't have a we didn't have a linen closet. I'm not making that up. Our towels lived on top of like a rack in the like an open air rack all the time, like in our washrooms. Um, our on our master bedroom was so small that even though we had a king size bed and they told us that a king size bed would fit, it barely fit. So that house was never suitable for us. So being a young couple, we had to actually upsize at a time where we're like we could have squeezed that townhouse for a few more years and like right. almost it put us in a good position because they fumbled but yeah. also didn't and then we lost that 
family utility. Like, had we known that was going to happen, maybe it would have never went for it. So, yeah. you know, do your research on your developers. Like, how many developments have they done? And do your research on who's representing them. Because if it's, like, you know, Rinky McGee, well... No, Rinky McGee. Right. Yeah. Rinky McGee. <laughs> so now that you've had that experience and yeah. it was pretty wild, do you warn clients of changes during a transaction? Have you had yeah. a buyer buy and there be a change? And no, it's because been pretty now, smooth sailing now since? I've like, I will ensure that I know the developer. Like I have a couple of um, friends who's like, parents were into development and then like they've now you know they're grown men now and they're like they're taking the business to the next level and like i will gladly sell my clients their stuff because i know that they're good guys or i will go find like a proper developer like a bosa concord pacific aqualini there's a handful of yeah. them that do good quality work yeah. or they're at least reputable enough um but at the end of the day like it's a business and i think that's what people the public fails to understand that like construction is a business. They're there to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not your friend. They're not emotionally invested into the product. Yes, you're going to have loving memories inside that home, but it's not a home to them. It's a box that they sell for a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. That's all it is to them. It's just a tool for It's a it's utility cold. for them to make money. It's very yeah, cold. Very cold. And then that's the thing that I think that level of disconnect is so bad that it doesn't matter what the governments do or they change the rules and they make it this, make it that. It's always just going to be a little bit that underlying feeling is going to be a shitty feeling when you buy brand new construction. Yeah, It's always going to be a shittier feeling than when you buy someone's home because the developer does not give a shit. Yeah, yeah. They're not in the customer service business. No. They are yeah. not in the customer service business because the, I guess like the, the math on like what, like what they're trying to do and where, where they're considered like what's rewarding or, or to them is not when someone bumps into them at a restaurant and like, you built us our home. Thank you so much. We love you so much. That's not what turns their crank. What turns their crank is like, Hey man, I threw up that many towers. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're rubbing shoulders with the politicians yeah. and the city council. It's like, more, it's a more crazy ego. game. More ego it's than a crazy anything. game. Yeah. Like it's a crazy game. So I got to go to Jeremy. Um, we're going to change topics slightly here. All right. It's going to be fun. I've got a weird story for you after. Okay. Uh, imagine you bought a pre-sale condo and your realtor calls to let you know that the smoky smell in the air is your condo and it's up in flames. Not good. Not <laughs> it's good. not good. Yeah. The entire pre-build structure is reduced to ashes. Um, so obviously your initial reaction is that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would your What would you expect to have happen in that scenario? So you've got a contract. You're going to buy a pre-build. It's now rubble. They have to start over. You have to start over. I think like once you get over the emotional kind of disappointment of because you were working on somewhat of a timeline, oh, right? Yeah. And then yeah. everything you're like, okay, we're back to square foundation one. basically. Yeah. Um, I think once all of that wore off, I would be able to somewhat reasonably reasonably be like what's the plan of action? Right. Like, when do we get back into this? When does framing start again? Um, but then would they look into like cause and all of that? Like what, it could be forever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yes, it fucking could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure fucking could. Jeremy. No. <laughs> so I had uh, the worst week of my career, like the worst week of my career. There's a bunch of things happening, but right. the very worst week of my career was um, when I went online and I got these messages and I was hearing that uh, a town or sorry, a condo complex called Alexander Square was on fire. And I, that was a bad fire. it was a bad fire. And I was standing, I'll never forget it. I was standing in my house. I do not live near Alexander Square. I do not live there. 
I do not live near there. I'm blocks away. And I could see the fire ball from when the roof collapsed from my house. So could I. That and I, and I lived even further away from you at the time. Yeah. And I was, and I lived down a hill. Yeah. Like going I south. I was down no. the hill too. Going yeah. like south, yes. like southwest yeah, you're from further. that direction. And like mm-hmm. to be, for you to see it, to give people the magnitude of how bad that was. It had melted um, the final off of, it had melted the windows off of the, the townhouse complex across the street. It was right. I remember this. Absolutely yeah. horrific. Yeah. And I had to, at that moment, collect myself, call my clients that live nearby, tell them to film what's in their houses, grab their important documents and get out because they're in the townhouses nearby. Yeah. Um, I had a client that was standing on his roof, spraying down the pieces of debris that were Large falling. Large pieces that are still on fire that are falling everywhere. Onto his rooftop. And I'm telling him like, get your kids, film your stuff, get out of the house, get out of the house. Um, and then I had to then call my three clients whose home was now on fire. Uh, one guy lived close by. I'd called and I just let him know. They all took it pretty well. Um, but they were... I mean, the, and it depends what you're buying. So one guy was an investor. He said, great, it's going to be delayed. Market's going up. Didn't care. Right. The other person was super bummed because she had locked into an interest rate and interest rates were going up. On and, the rise. And if oh, they changed no. a little bit by the time right. that she afforded it, she probably wouldn't have been able to complete on it. Jeez. Right. And the third one was just this nice older couple that decided to rent nearby and they were totally fine. Um, but, That's okay. But their timeline was old, completely... Old people are the best. They yeah. are they're like, best. We, like, we've seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Basically. Really, this is nothing. They were the world's <laughs> nicest people. They didn't yeah. care. They moved into the rental building like two doors down and yeah. they just were like, oh, it's fine. Like, And they were fine. But that was Man. the worst week. That the like, And I don't get nervous making phone calls very often, but I was so devastated by how big that fire was how many people it affected mm. we're really glad that nobody yeah. got hurt right um but now it's a now it's a beautiful building yeah like yeah. my heart was yeah, broken totally. and it wasn't my house yeah it was very heartbreaking i think yeah. everybody right. in langley was pretty yeah. yeah there was that one there was also the one uh, of that where a building was already built and that one burned down and they had to rebuild it that's worse like that's yeah. happened a couple times in langley city that's oh. Oh, paddington station yeah. had a fire yeah. and villas that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was another townhouse complex on 80th that went up. Like, So it was a couple at a time. Uh, the weird thing that people don't realize is that if there's a fire in your building, there's a fire in your unit, Like, you still have to pay your strata fees every single month. What? Even I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. you have to pay your strata fees because even though you've moved out, your strata still has to have the, the fees paid to it. Uh, you still have to pay your mortgage. What? Like for the duration of... <laughs> That's right. You still owe no the bank money. Way. That's right. Oh, geez. I thought the insurance insurance kicks in and they pause everything and they kind of restart amortization. No. Damn. So uh, your insurance would cover your strata fees. Your insurance would cover, hopefully, your mortgage, depending mm-hmm. on the kind of insurance you have. Right. Okay? But you still have to pay your strata fees during the time that you're not able to live there. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. So these are things that people don't necessarily know. Um, so basically, on a final note, Dave, I loved your story. Oh my gosh! Thank you. <laughs> and you're right. Uh, I like, lived it. Yeah, I yeah. Lived it. <laughs> you did live it. Yeah. Um, anytime we're going into a pre-sale situation with you, we can't be more clear. You got to bring an agent who knows what they're doing with mm-hmm. you. Do not just rely on the sales center staff because they are not licensed and they are not there to help you. Developers, like Dave was saying, are completely cold. They are there to make money on their product to the finish line. They don't care about where you're going to put your Christmas tree. That's for us to look look it's at. True. Um, <laughs> in the contract, developer has all the powers in the situation, and basically, 
you got to read the fine print because things sometimes do happen. You have a seven-day rescission period. There's been never a more important time for you to actually lawyer up and get legal advice because those contracts are written by their lawyer. They're not written by the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board lawyers who are looking out for the general protection of the public. So when you go buy someone's, when you go buy Bob and Mary's house, it's different from when you go buy Bob the Builder's house. Right. So... Yes, so that's our that's our point of the day. And uh, realtors, if you're helping clients buy in these situations, read read the contracts. Just give them a glance over and let your let your buyers know that their rights are very very diminished. And get a lawyer, right? Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. <laughs> call one eight hundred. Call Saul. Better call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Cheers. 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 All right. Boom boom. Thank you for listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Majek. 